Good morning. Welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, February 11th podcast, the day after the trade deadline. And I am joined by the one, the only, David Menkoff. How are you doing today, Betty? I am doing fantastic. It has been a whirlwind day. I am exhausted. I don't know about you. I'm excited to get some sleep for a change now that deadline's passed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was a good one. And you're a Philadelphia 76er fan, so uh, you are at the front and center of all of this. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right, and uh, after that, heck, this hectic Thursday slate that we had there, um, we have an even hectic, uh, even hectic there. I don't even know if that's a word, but we have another <laughs> hectic slate here on Friday, a seven game one. Uh, we're not exactly sure who's going to be in, who's going to be out as of now. Uh, we'll see about all the trades and then there's injuries on top of that and, and whatnot, but, um, let's get right into it. And actually, before we do that, I want to let everybody know if you haven't already, we have a new daily fantasy partner here at sports ethos thrive fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy at thrivefantasy.com or their mobile app. You pick each night, you pick the uh, player props. Everybody gets the same player props. The person with the most points at the end of the night wins the prize. Uh, or if you tie, you split it with whoever the winners are. And it's that easy. Uh, if you sign up now, when signing up, enter the promo code ETHOS and you will get your deposit matched half or fully up to 100 bucks and either two or four free game tickets. Again, that's promo code ethos on Thrive Fantasy. All right, man, let's jump into this one here. Uh, again, seven-game slate. First game on the docket, we have the Charlotte Hornets taking on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, both of these teams, coincidentally, traded. Uh, <clears throat> they both made a trade for this one, or... On this night, and we don't have anything for the Pistons. They are on the back end of a back-to-back, one of the few teams. Uh, but we do have an injury report for the Hornets: Gordon Hayward, um, Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniels, all out, and James Booknight is probable. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the um, Hornets side of the ball? Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, the Pistons are coming off a back-to-back game as well as uh, those additional trades. So um, I'm definitely going to be targeting uh, a couple couple guys in the Hornets side, especially you mentioned with Hayward out, uh, with McDaniels out, with Martin out. There's additional uh, ability for, for some of the um, wings to actually step up here. So I'm looking uh, at Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, his price tag did go up to 2900 from 5600 he, he hasn't been shooting the ball well. But he's been getting 35 minutes a game plus over his last couple. Um, this is a perfect game script scenario. I expect a potential blowout as well against the Pistons, making him a, a very good mid-tier value option on the Hornets side of the ball. Uh, and then also I'm looking at the backup center in P.J. Washington. 5200 is also a nice mid-tier price. Coming off a lackluster game against the Bulls where, again, he didn't do a lot. Only a 5.8 rebounds, but... I do expect potential additional minutes here in, in a blowout scenario. So I'm really targeting a game script here where the Hornets really take it to the Pistons early and often, uh, opening up some additional minutes for PJ and Kelly Oubre. I'm not going to be focusing in as much on, on the higher price guys like LaMelo Ball, 9,000, despite uh, coming off a, a nice 33-point effort in his last one. I'm not going to have too many shares of LaMelo here just because of the blowout risk. Uh, same with Terry Rozier at 7,300. I'm probably going to stay away. And then finally, um, I'm also not going to be looking at Miles Bridges, who is now 8,100. Um, I much prefer Miles Bridges in that low to mid-tier 7K range over his last 10 games. That's kind of where he's at from a fantasy perspective. So uh, right now, it's, it's for me, it's two guys, Kelly Oubre Jr. and P.J. Washington. Any interest in any of the stars here on the Hornets? Yeah, and I have some interest in uh, Ball. The one time he played against these guys, uh, he did have a pretty good game. He put up 45 fantasy points, a near triple-double. He only took 11 shots. Um, <clears throat> he had 12 points, 8 boards, 12 assists, uh, and 2 stocks, 45 fantasy points uh, in under 30 minutes. I think he sees a little over 30 in this one. This could be a fast 
pace game as usual whenever the Hornets are playing. Uh, but they could score a lot of points in this one and score quickly. And right now, they don't really technically have a backup point guard. I'm assuming Rozier is going to get more minutes. Uh, Gordon Haywood would run a little bit there, but he's out. Cody Martin is out. So uh, there's really not a surefire backup. Uh, um, Book Knight doesn't really play, but they just traded Ish Smith to Detroit. Um, well, to Detroit. They just traded Ish Smith to the Wizards. So uh, I think Lamelo is going to get some extra run here, and I don't mind paying up uh, the 9K. Um, and I like you. I, I'm with you. I, I really like Ubre in this one. Without Gordon Haywood, um, without Martin there, there's there's just less minutes. No McDaniel's. Uh, Ubre should start. Or even if he doesn't, I think he's going to see 30, 35 minutes in this one like he did in the last two, 36 and 38 minutes. And I think value, I think he's going to score over 30 points in this one and, and easily hit value. So uh, I'm with you on that. That's one of my favorite plays. All right. Jumping on to the other side of the ball. Uh, Cade Cunningham missed this past game again. Uh, he's missed a couple games. He's only played one time in February, the, the first day of February so far. So we're not 100% sure he's in or out on this one. Uh, and then you have the factor that they are on the back end of a back-to-back. They did make a trade. They got rid of uh, Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson, brought in <clears throat> Bagley, who's also hurt at the moment. I don't know if the trade clears, but there's a lot to siphon through over here. This is a very good matchup. Anytime you're going against Charlotte, you know uh, there's going to be a lot of shots, a lot of shots and a lot of opportunity here. So um, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, both look pretty intriguing to me if Grant Last two games he's come back, uh, has played 32 and 30 minutes. Um, Sadiq Bey is a little bit more expensive, uh, but he's been taking that uh, higher role. His his shots are just there all the time there. Uh, I don't mind paying up for either of them. Uh, and then Diallo at 4,600 uh, in play for me as well, especially if Cade Cunningham misses. If Cunningham's in and he's ready to go, ramped up fully, 8K is not a bad price tag in this matchup for him. It's just going to be super fast pace. Everybody's going to be, the shots are going to be available. They're going to be easy buckets available. Um, then it's just a matter of these guys hitting them. So I don't mind paying up a lot in this matchup uh, and, and really going for it. But we'll see who's exactly on the injury report here. Uh, with Lyles out, uh, we know Grant missed a ton of time, and so did Olenek. It's possible that one of those two or both of them miss. Uh, then I would right, go right to Sadiq Bay and uh, Isaiah Stewart. If Bagley is in and, and ready to go, maybe him. Uh, there's a lot to siphon through, but right now I'm looking at uh, Bay, Grant, and, and Diallo as the three guys mainly. Uh, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm definitely in alignment there with Jeremy Grant. Uh, I think at 6K, it's a great price tag. He's ramping up, like you mentioned. Um, and for that mid-tier value, going up against the Hornets' wings, he should be able to, to pretty much lead the offense. There's not a ton of offense with Kate Cunningham um, being out for this game. Uh, Marvin Bagley brought up his interesting point. Um, curious to see what his price tag will look like uh, once he's back in the rotation for the Pistons. Is he going to get rotation minutes? Um, that's a big question mark. I'm not going to be targeting, even if he does uh, become available for this game, I'm not going to be targeting him. I like. I have some interest in Isaiah Stewart, 5,400. I just think that it's a good matchup for him going up against Plumlee. He should be able to get rebounds. In fact, in his last five, he's, he's put up over 11 rebounds consistently. Um, if he can get some points and keep this game somehow close, which, uh, again, I'm not expecting, but for tournaments, I think Stewart could be a nice nice addition coming off a 37-point fantasy outing in a blowout scenario against the Mavericks. Um, so he's he's clearly has some potential for blowout proof as well. So my two guys that I'm looking at on this side of the ball is going to be Grant and Seward. Uh If we get news on Lyles, uh, it might open up some additional minutes and guys like you mentioned with Diallo and Bay, but I'm not going to be trusting them in, in this type of seven game. Uh, it's seven game slate. Uh, I'd rather go with guys with a little bit more uh, consistent value here. All right, let's jump on over to the next game of the night. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Indiana Pacers. We have a 7 p.m. tip-off time. Uh, don't have a spread for this one. On the injury report, we have um, Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, both out. Torrey Craig got traded. Uh, then we have TJ McConnell, Ricky Rubio, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, all out. Terry Taylor, questionable. Isaiah Jackson, questionable. Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Brogdon questionable. Um, what are you looking at on this Cleveland side? Yeah, the Cleveland side is interesting. Um, now that they have Karis LeVert in the mix, um, coming off a game where he's getting acclimated, 28 minutes off the bench, um, he's clearly going to have some time to ramp up. I'm not going to be targeting him here, especially at that price tag. It's just too high for me to take a chance on Karis LeVert. I think he's a great mix 
He's going to provide some nice value for the Cavaliers eventually, but his price is just too high. I'd rather much, I'd much rather take Darius Garland uh, here. I actually love Darius Garland, 8,200, coming off a 42-point game um, in his return to the lineup after missing several games. Put up a nice little 27, 5, and 6 game uh, where he shot almost almost perfect from the field. I don't expect that to happen, but I do expect him to ramp up the assist um, to, to kind of offset some of that scoring potential. So Darius Garland's my favorite play here on the Cavs. And then in the front court, um, it's hard to pass up, especially against this thin Pacers front court that they now have. Uh, Jared Allen, uh, 7,900, priced under 8K, um, coming off a, a pretty pretty quiet game against the Spurs, where he only had 15 and 14. But I do expect him to put up a, a potential monster type of outing. He had 20 and 20 a few nights ago against the Hornets. I, I don't foresee a situation going up against Indiana team where he put up 15 and 17 in the last time they played. I expect an even stronger performance here now that Sabonis is out of town. Um, I like Jared Allen a lot at that price tag. And then I have a little bit of interest as well uh, in the young rookie, Evan Mobley, 6,700, coming off a, a nice monster outing, 18 points and 12 rebounds against the Spurs. I expect a similar uh, potential outing here. Um, so I don't mind t- actually going after the three guys on, on the Cavalier side with, with Mobley, Allen, and Garland. Um, so this is definitely a great spot for them. Yeah, and I'm I'm similar in alignment. I would like, even though Levert is probably not going to get thrown into the fire, uh, he, he did play 28 minutes in that first one, getting acclimated. It would be nice to play him against his old team uh, that he just got traded for a couple days ago. But at 8,600, no, I'd rather just play Garland at 8,200, just like you. I think Garland's going to be in a fantastic spot. A uh, couple games ago, these teams did play. Garland missed this game. Rajon Rondo scored almost over 42 fantasy points. So Darius Garland is much better. Uh, Rondo put up a 15-12 and 12 double-double in 32 minutes. Um, I can expect that from Garland and a little bit more. So really like Garland here. I'm with you with Jared Allen, too. The front court is decimated right now. Uh, Terry Taylor's been really solid rebounder, but he's too uh, very small, and Jared Allen will have his way if he has to start at uh, center or if, if it's Goga. Uh, good luck. I, I really like Jared Allen there. And Kevin Love. I, I prefer Kevin Love there. I don't mind paying the saving the 1000 if you have to go with love instead of allen uh, again these guys played the other night 32 minutes love played he put up 19 7 and 5 almost uh, over 40 fantasy points so i really like that value there as well um i'm with you i like paying up on this side of the ball on the other side of the ball it's uh <laughs> it's a doozy they just <laughs> traded a couple other people tory craig just got traded uh we already know all of the injuries there <clears throat> we don't know who's going to be in the front court Terry Taylor's questionable for this one. Isaiah Jackson's hurt. He missed a couple games. He's questionable for this one. Uh, Brogdon might be back. I don't know. Um, Halliburton, they said, and Heald should be making their debut. Uh, it's going to be a whole new team playing with a whole new cast. Um, normally, I really like Halliburton, especially with this price tag, whenever uh, he was getting the run uh, out with, with Fox out there. Uh, but this is a little bit different. This is the first game with a new team at home against one of the best defenses in the league so i'm probably gonna shy away from here i I do prefer garland uh 200 cheaper on the other side of the ball um i am interested to see how him and brogdon play together though i think they'll mix well Uh, but i'm mainly looking at the front court here uh if isaiah jackson does play and he's ready to go 5600 is is a nice price tag if he's not um taylor if he's ready to go or goga um those guys are, are pretty cheap that you can attack there. Uh, Brissett is going to get minutes. One of these guys is going to start at power forward, probably Brissett under 4K. Um, honestly, they, a lot of it's shaken on who's still going to be in, who's going to be out, because this team we just know is a bunch of uh, people at the moment. But I, I do like some of these guys. I'm going to leave the guard rotation alone. Uh, the forward rotation, we'll probably see Duarte start at three a lot. Uh, Buddy Heald's going to get a lot of uh, minutes. Um Lance Stevenson's getting in in minutes, but I don't really want to attack those guys in this matchup. Uh, It's mainly in the front court, and I have to see how the injury report plays out. But I do have interest in Jackson, Taylor, Batatze, and Brissett, depending on who's in, who's out. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm definitely, I I think we're on the same page here. Um, I really want to play Tyrese Halliburton here. Um, Coming off a fantastic final send-off for the Kings, where he had 17 assists. Um, and it should be a great matchup with him and Garland, especially if we get news that Brogdon's out. If Brogdon's in, that takes away some some potential fantasy goodness there with Halliburton in this matchup. 
Um, and it also takes it away from Chris Duarte, you mentioned, 5900, a guy that I'm not looking at either. So I'm probably going to stay away and much rather take the safer play on the other side of the ball with Garland, 8200, and take the cost savings as well. Um, I also like the front court. I think we need to monitor the front court very closely before tip-off. It's, I'm glad that it's a 7 p.m. slate, uh, 7 p.m. start time for this game because there's going to be a ton of opportunity to find out who's in, who's out uh, for this Pacers front court. Um, so it really depends on who ends up playing, uh, and who gets the allocation of minutes. I, I love Brissett if he ends up being being a guy that gets 25 minutes, coming off a 29 fantasy point effort, uh, and his price tag is still under 4K. So he becomes a fantastic value option. Not as much interest in guys like Terry Taylor and Isaiah Jackson just because of the price tags over 5K. But again, if someone has to play center for this team against the Cavs, um, and, and it might as well be Jackson. If Jackson gets the full amount of minutes, uh, I do like him a little bit more than I do uh, Gogo Pitaze. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking in that direction. But the only safe play uh, really here is probably going to be Brissett at 3,700 just because he, he, he has an established role um, in this front court now. I like it. Jumping on over to the last game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. No spread for this one. Uh, we do have an injury report. We have Shai, Muscala, James, Jeremiah, Robinson, Earl, Roby, and Aaron Wiggins all out on the Sixers. Um, Maxi, Milton, both questionable. And we don't know if James Harden is going to be in for this one. <clears throat> Probably unlikely, but uh, we'll see. He's not even on the on the slate, so we don't know how that's going to play out. But um, I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this Thunder side of the ball? Yeah, the Thunder team is, is interesting. Um, now that they announced that Josh Giddey is going to be on a minutes limit, um, he's actually might be someone that might be overlooked in this matchup against the Sixers, uh, which which is potentially a detriment to the people in, in their lineups because Seventy Five Hundred, he is the number one playmaker on this team right now. Even at only a thirty minute uh, cap, he can still provide close to triple double performances, especially against the Sixers here. Um, so I do like Josh Giddey Seventy Five Hundred. I think he's more of a tournament play just because of that price tag. But again, if you can afford him, I, I definitely can see uh, a situation where you would target him, especially if we're getting news that Maxi is ruled out. Um, then that makes it even more of, of a, a target for me um, at that at that price tag as well. Um, the guy I'm looking at from a value standpoint on the Thunder side is going to be Alexei Pokashevsky uh, in that front court. 3500 is a fantastic price tag. Coming off two straight solid performances in a row, I think we've finally seen the awakening, hopefully, of of the man they call Pokemon. Um, I, I think this could be a great matchup for him. Um, sh- should continue to develop, especially on this Thunder team that's clearly um, opting for uh, for for kind of really testing out the young guys and, and showing what they can do. So this is a great opportunity. Um, I, I don't even care if it's a blowout in this scenario. I, I like him a lot at 3,500. So he's my number one play, uh, followed by some interest in Josh Giddy. Uh, at that point guard position. And that's pretty much it. I'm not going to be looking at anyone else on this um, Thunder side, especially just because we don't know who's in and who's out from a just from a minute standpoint. There's no one else that I can really trust here going up against this tough, tough Sixer squad. Yeah, and, and I really like Pokemon too. Uh, at 3,500, last two games he's played, he's gotten a big, big amount of minutes, 26 and 30. <clears throat> the front court on this team is pretty hit. Uh, they just... Release Diakite. Uh, Favors doesn't really play. We know uh, <clears throat> Roby's out. Muscala's out. Um, Baisley is playing both the four and five a little bit. But there's really not much there. Uh, Pokemon's got to get some minutes, and he has the last two games he's played here. I know after that first 26-minute game where he looked good, they sent him down, called him right back up. Uh, and then he had 18 points uh, on nine shots. So uh, I do really like him here, too, again. Especially, even if it is a blowout, um, <clears throat> I think he's just a very solid, cheap play, and I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him just to see what happens because uh, I think he has to play. Uh, and he, yeah, he's probably like the one of the only guys I'm looking at here. It's it's still a tough Philly defense, um, even while they wait for James Harden to come. And everybody's priced pretty pretty decently. They're, they're the prices are going up a little bit on the the Warrior side. I know a lot of the times we were seeing under 4K or or low low fours, but now there's um, 
Trey Mann is is at four nine, and he's the the fourth highest paid guy on that's playing on this side. Uh, so I think everybody's getting a little bump like they should, but Pokemon's not there yet. So I'm with you on that. Uh, on the other side of the ball, yeah, Embiid's going to be in a certifiable smash spot. Um, he's probably going to have to play thirty something minutes just because <clears throat> they they did trade away Drummond, they did trade trade away Curry. Uh, they don't probably won't have Harden. I keep saying probably. I just don't I don't know if he'll get cleared in time to play. Uh, and if he does, is he 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 was quote unquote hurt before the last few games. So I don't know if that was a thing anyway. But uh, the one game Embiid played against these guys, he put up fifty points. Uh, he shot over fifty percent from the field, twenty two and nine at six three. Uh, how much does he try in this one? I don't know. Is this game going to be competitive? I don't know. Uh, probably won't go to Embiid because of that. But if I have the money. I mean, I think 50 points is a given, even if he only plays 28 minutes. Um, outside of that, Harris would be a guy I, I don't mind paying down for for this. There's going to be a couple extra shots with Curry out. Uh, maybe he gets small ball five because the Thunder do play a lot of small ball anyway. Um, and now they just traded Drummond, so there's a chance that he gets a small ball five. Um, he's going to be playing a good amount of minutes. Last two games over 40 points. I don't mind going there at 8-3. Don't love it, but this matchup is just super juicy. Uh, and then you're looking at, does Maxi play? Does Milton play? That will help Harris. That will help Embiid. Uh, both of them are out. I mean, then <clears throat> Korkmaz, Yang, Thibel, uh Green, they're all going to get bumps there too, and I don't mind looking them. Uh, if these other guys do play, I'm probably just going to leave uh, everybody else alone besides the top guys. How about you? Yeah, the Sixers are interesting. Um, definitely with this newest trade. Uh, information, not knowing, again, if Hart is going to be active or not. Uh, Embiid's going to be fully cast to, to put up monster numbers in a lot of minutes, uh, especially if this game somehow stays close. Um, I'm looking at uh, one, one of the guys I'm actually looking at is a guy that the Sixers refused to trade, and that's Matisse Thibel, 3,300. Uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity to show all the Sixers fans that he was a there's a reason why they kept him and there's a reason why he might be in the projected starting lineup once Harden's in the town as well. So I actually like Matisse Thibel. Um, I think the fact that the Thunder uh, give up a ton of turnovers uh, and they're very turnover prone, even Josh Giddy, uh, he's been cleaning that up in recent games, but he's still pretty, a pretty high turnover prone point guard. Um, so I actually like Thibel um, in my in my big thrive fantasy play of the night. Um, for Thibault to have over two and a half steals, which is a lot to ask for Thibault considering his last 10 games. He hasn't, he hasn't reached that number. This is a perfect matchup, a perfect opportunity for him to succeed and, and get over that hump. And it's worth 135 points to boot, which, which is a huge number on, on, on Thrive Fantasy. So I'm looking at, at Matisse Thibault. And then, as you mentioned, Joel Embiid, 11,900, is a very high price tag. I'm probably going to save him for tournaments if I do play him, just given the blowout potential here. But, you know, if this game somehow stays close, Embiid should go off because someone has to score. And then if if we find out that Maxi's out, um, I'll definitely have some shares of Shake Milton as well at 4200 That's a very good price tag, and, and it helps us build with some of the other studs that we're going to talk about. All right. <clears throat> Jumping on over to the next game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Denver Nuggets taking on the Boston Celtics. Uh, we have a 217.5 game total, and the Celtics are 3.5-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have um, pretty much everybody that got traded. Uh, on the Celtics, on the Nuggets, we have Monte Morris is in concussion protocol. Uh, Porter Jr., Murray, Kinkar, and then Rivers is probable. Uh Derek White, probably not going to make it for Boston. We'll see. But that was their new addition. They did trade Schroeder, so he's not going to be playing. Uh, Josh Richardson got traded. Then a couple of the injured guys uh, got traded, as well as Romeo Langford. But I'll throw it over to you, man. What are you looking at on this Nuggets side? Yeah, the Nuggets are interesting. They actually have some value opening up now with Monte Morris out with concussion protocol, as you mentioned. Um, so I'm looking at two guys in that in that backcourt. One is a, is a new addition, and that's Bryn Forbes. A 3,300, that's a great price tag. It's a great matchup. They're going to need need his outside scoring. Coming off a lackluster performance against the Knicks during that 15 minutes, in the game before that, he put up 21 fantasy points. And at that bottom dollar price tag, I don't mind him. Um, definitely a guy that, that can build your lineup and, and really save room, like I mentioned, for, for some of the other studs that I, I'm going to mention. Um, and then Bones Highland, uh, he's a guy that 3,800 should, should be 
thrust into a minute, a high 20s, low 30s minutes role in this game against the Celtics. Um, not always the most efficient scorer at this point in his career, but he's a guy that can definitely fill it up, can do a little bit of everything from, from a scoring and rebounding standpoint as well. He rebounds pretty well for a guard too. So I like Bones Highland under 4K as well. Those are the two guys I'm looking at in the backcourt. And then the only other guy that I, I'm willing to mess with is, as, as we all know, the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, uh, 12,400. He is the highest priced player on this entire slate, but for good reason. This is a smash, uh, smash opportunity playing the Celtics. They haven't, he hasn't played the Celtics yet this season, so there's not a ton of, uh, of historical to, to feed off of, but uh, he's a guy that is a walking triple-double threat every time he steps on the court, and he's, they're going to need his triple-double upside here against the Celtics, um, who, are, who are definitely going to be a team that, that is going to come out uh, motivated to, to play well. And, and now that they have Derek White in their roster, I think it's only going to help them. So I do like Jokic quite a bit, and then I'm also going to have some shares of Bones Highland and then a little bit of Bryn Forbes to round it out. Yeah, um, Jokic is bum. He only had 43 fantasy points in the last one, uh, 21, 11, and 7. His eighth time this year, sadly, eighth time in mid-February that he's had under 50 points all year. Uh, that's just that's that's bad, man. I don't know what that's <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it's amazing that that was only his eighth game under 50 points, which is, is insane. Uh, but 12-4, I, I do like Jokic in this one. I, I prefer him um, to Embiid. I think the game should be closer. I think Embiid is just in a walking easy one there. But um, without Monte Morris, there should be even more opportunity for Jokic to touch the ball. Uh, even though he's pretty much leading the league on touches or, <clears throat> or getting the ball or touching the ball on each possession. Um, but there, there's a little bit more to go around without Monte Morris there uh, creating offense. Um, so I, I like Jokic there as, as the guys. And I'm pretty much with you. I like Bones, 3,800. Even if he doesn't draw the start at point guard, uh, we know he can play. He had 22 actual points in the last one. And if you give him more playing time uh, in the absence of Morris and letting him take more shots and control the offense a little bit more, I do like that. Bryn Forbes is a guy you can take a chance on at 3,300, uh, as is Austin Rivers. I, I like Rivers as well. Um, he's only m- bare minimum 3K. A couple games ago, he was playing really well. Um he is probable for this one, but he could also draw the start at point guard as well. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Earlier this month, he was, or at the end of last month, he was putting up a couple games, uh, two games there where he dropped 20, uh, 25 points, 12 points, four straight games and double figures. So uh, he's another guy I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, and I think this is all because of Monte Morris is out there that uh, there is some value there. On the other side of the ball, <clears throat> we lost Schroeder. We lost Josh Richardson. That opens up some things in the backcourt. As far as minutes wise, um, Marcus Smart hasn't played uh, 30 minutes in his last three games, and four of his last five he hasn't re- played over 28 minutes. I think that's going to change here because they did, like I mentioned, just got rid of Josh Richardson, just got rid of Schroeder. I don't think Derek White will be available for this one. If he is, you can chalk all what I'm saying up because <laughs> Derek White's going to be thrown right in there for uh, those available minutes. And maybe I don't think he draws a start right away, but he could eventually push. Uh, but for now, Marcus Smart against either Austin Rivers, Bones Highland, uh, backup point guards. This is a good spot for him, 5,400. I, I do like him here. Uh, probably not so much the other guys, Brown, Tatum. I don't think I'll pay up there. Uh, Smart's the one guy I'm very much looking at right now. Uh, and then, Possibly Peyton Pritchard for very cheap reasons because, again, they also got rid of Romeo Langford. So a lot of available minutes in that backcourt and off the bench uh, for him and Naismith and a couple of these guys. So uh, that's what I'll be, be looking at the most here. But how about you? Yeah, the Celtics are interesting, especially with, as like you mentioned, some some of that the backcourt out for this game. Uh, Marcus Martin 400 is certainly a name that, that intrigues me. Um, coming off 34-point fantasy effort in the last one against against the Nets in a blowout. I expect a much closer game. He, we know he provides steals. We know he provides a little bit of defense as well. So if he can score the ball, uh, this is a great matchup for him. So I do have Marcus Smart shares at 5,400. Um, definitely some interest there. And then you mentioned Jalen Brown. 8,700 is a great price tag with Jalen Brown. Again, we haven't seen a uh, necessarily a ceiling game out of Jalen Brown in, in several nights. In fact, it's been a couple of weeks now since we've seen a 50-point outing. This would be a great opportunity for Jalen Brown to really um, score well and, and really 
be able to, to shoot the ball with a lot of consistency and actually provide some defense, which we haven't seen a lot of in recent games from Jalen. So I do like this matchup for him. I prefer him over Jason Tatum at 9600. I think I'd rather get the salary savings and run with it. Uh, and then that's pretty much it for me. I'm not going to a lot of interest in anyone in the front court. Robert Williams, um, the third, is a fantastic player. Uh, just going to, going up against Jokic. We know that centers against Jokic do provide some fantasy goodness, but I, I, at that price tag, I'd much rather take some cost savings and go after some of the other guys we mentioned from a value perspective or pay up for someone else uh, like a Jokic if, if you can. So uh, the only guys I'm looking at here is going to be Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Uh, Pritchard uh, is is a name that I'm looking at 3,600 as, as someone who could potentially uh, be a good option. I just don't see him getting enough minutes here uh, in this potential close game against the Nuggets. All right. Uh, we'll throw on to the next game of the night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. San Antonio Spurs take it on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we have a 2.32 game total, uh, and the Hawks are seven-point home favorites. Uh, we just have Lou Williams questionable on the Spurs. Goran Drogic's not going to play. Sadoransky is out. Uh, Trey Jones is questionable for this one. We don't know if the trade people are going to go through. Uh, but as of now, <clears throat> this is how it is, and I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on this Spurs side? Yeah, the Spurs are interesting here. I think Jonathan Murray is absolutely going to be in play for me. I think that's 300, especially now with no Derek White in town. Um, he should be asked to do a lot for the Spurs team. He always has triple-double upside. I think this is an absolute smash uh, triple-double potential here against the Hawks, who give up points and bunches, as we know, all season. So I do like Jonathan Murray at 10,300. One of my favorite point guard plays uh, on the entire slate uh, in terms of all the seven games that we're discussing tonight. So I do like him. And then Devin Vassell, who is one of the big winners of today's fat, uh, fast and frenzy trade deadline, um, a guy that's going to get tons of more opportunity to shine. He should get minutes in the low 30s to mid 30s uh, and suddenly becomes a DFS stalwart. And in a 4K, you're getting him at, at, a, at a pristine discount here against the Hawks. So I, I love Devin Vassell, one of my favorite value plays as well. So between him and John T. Murray, those are the two guys I'm really going to be looking at. I'm not going to have as much interest in guys like Keldon Johnson at 6K or Jakob Pottel at 7,300. They're both uh, potentially in play for me for tournaments, but as far as cash value, I'd much rather have John T. Murray and Devin Bessel uh, on the Spurs because, again, we want to attack the Hawks here. So I, I don't mind going after at least two Spurs here. What about you? Yeah, and uh, I really uh, – Murray's going to be in a smash spot uh, against <clears throat> Trey Young and the Hawks. Y you can attack that point guard position very much so. Uh, and, yeah, without White in town – Vassal at 4K is a guy I'm, I'm going to have a lot of interest in. He was already playing minutes in the high 20s, low 30s as is, getting some good touches. He took 16 shots in the last one. I only had 13 combined shots before that, but there's going to be a lot of extra touches for him and guys like uh, Lonnie Walker, possibly Primo. I don't really want have much interest in those last two, but Vassal, I'm very, very interested in this matchup as well. Uh, Murray, Vassal are going to be the two guys that I'm targeting heavily. And... Um, that's that's pretty much it for now. I, I don't think we're going to see much else. I don't know if uh, we'll see who starts. I, I think Vassal's going to, it's going to be Murray, Vassal, Johnson, probably McDermott and Pirtle again uh, with Walker being very involved back there. But uh, Vassal has so much more upside than Walker. Uh, so that's where I'm going to go there. On the other side of the ball, they're also in a good spot. The Spurs aren't the greatest of defenses. Uh, Trey Young has been playing phenomenal lately. At under 10K, uh, he, he just dropped 55 fantasy points on Indiana with 34 and 11. Uh, now he's under 10K. Um, he has double-doubles in three of his last, or three straight games in four of his last five. I'm not sure why he dropped after a 34 and 11 game, but um, he didn't go over 10K, so I don't mind him here. This is still going to be a good matchup. I don't mind running it back. Uh, with both point guards, it's they're they're both going to be in play for me. Uh, Kevin Herter at 4,200 is another guy that I'm interested in here. I had a pretty good game in the last one. He's still getting a lot of touches here, uh, and he has double-digit points in four of his last five with a 26-point outer there and a 19. Uh, those are actual scoring, not fantasy points. But uh, he's a guy. Th those two guys are the people I'm looking at, and I always keep Okungwu in my player pool, uh, even though he's playing minutes in the high teens just because he has the ability to put up 20 over 20 points like he did in the last game 
Uh, he's just very good defensively, scores efficiently, and grabs some rebounds. Uh, but how about you? Yeah, it's interesting. This is certainly uh, a matchup. Again, we want to attack, so I do like Trey Young, 9900 Again, it's it's $400 cheaper than Jonathan Murray, but it, but this is a great opportunity for him to put up a, a monster double-double here. So I do expect a nice 30-10 uh, type of outing for Mr. Trey here. So I, I do have some interest there. I'm also going to be looking at a little bit of Kevin Huerta at 4,200. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Kevin Huerta showing consistency in recent games, but at that at that low price tag, uh, he's definitely going to be a guy that, that I'm going to be looking at as potential option. I, I think I still m- much rather have from a cash perspective, Devin Vassell and save the $200, but Huerta is definitely a fine tournament play as well. Uh, and then as far as the front court goes, I do like John Collins a lot, 6,600, uh, coming off a, a, a pretty... Uh, lackluster rebounding game with three rebounds. The night before he had the day before the game before, sorry, he had 18 rebounds. So I do expect a bounce back from a, just a rebounding perspective. Should have a double double upside here. And at that mid 6K price tag, uh, there's definitely some value to be had uh, on that price too. So those are the three guys I'm looking at. It's going to be John Collins and Trey Young as my guaranteed value, and then a little bit of interest in Kevin Huerta to round it out from a value perspective. All right. Jumping on over to the second-to-last game of the night, we have at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Chicago Bulls. We have a 238 game total, which of the three that we have is by far the highest. Uh, and then we have the Bulls as one-and-a-half-point home favorites. Lonzo, Caruso, DJJ, um, all out. AO is questionable, and Vooch is probable. Oh, Patrick Williams obviously is out as well. And then the Timberwolves just have a bunch of people questionable. Pat Bev. Ant Edwards, uh, Kogi, Torian Prince, Nas Reed, D'Angelo Russell, uh, and then Wright is out. Throw it over to you. Uh, can you make anything of this Wolves lineup right now with all of these people questionable? Uh, what, or where are you looking at? Yeah, with all these guys questionable, it's pretty much impossible at this point while we're recording to make any real assumptions. <laughs> it really I mean, is. I, I, I can provide seven different scenarios for everyone listening, and then all seven scenarios could be moot. So with that said, the only guys that I know that are playing that I'll talk about is going to be Malik Beasley, 3,800. Um, I think if a bunch of those guys are out, he's going to have plenty of value. He should get high minutes in the, in the 20s, potentially low 30s. If we get word that Edwards or Russell are out, if they're both out, Malik Beasley becomes a smash value play at 3,800. Uh, didn't shoot the ball well at all in the last game against the Kings, but I do expect a bounce back effort. Uh, and we've seen that he can get hot in the field, especially if he gets minutes against the Bulls. So I like him. And he is playing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about him. And then Carl Anthony Towns, then 800. He's also confirmed playing. Um, it's a great matchup against Vucevic. We know Vucevic gives up a ton of rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns has huge monster double 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 upside, especially if Edwards and Russell are out. He's gonna be a task to score and provide a little bit more of the offense uh, here for this team. Coming off an eight assist game, so he's starting to be a playmaker as well. So I do like Carl Anthony Towns as well. Those are the two guys I'm looking at just because we don't know what's going to happen with the news on Russell Edwards uh, and so on. So that's it for me. Any interest in, uh, in Carl Anthony Towns here? Yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I do like Towns. Not as much if everybody plays, but you have their starting point guard, shooting guard, small forward, all questionable here. Uh, Reed doesn't play a ton. Prince doesn't play a ton, but they play enough to where that's still part of the rotation. Um, Minutes in the in the mid teens to high, to high teens there, so there's a lot to siphon through, like you mentioned, on who who to go to. But if a couple of those guys are out, we're gonna be back to the Wolves days where it was just Towns by himself, uh, and those were monster fantasy days whenever he played. So, yep, I do like him here. And Vucevic isn't known for his defense, so uh, you can have a big day on him. But if everybody does play, uh, I'm gonna I, I do like a lot of other options in his price range, so I will go away from that. Uh, outside of that, yeah, uh, who's in, who's out, Edwards, Russell, Bev. Uh, if Russell and Edwards, I think Edwards probably the closest one to out. They were saying about his, his knee has been sore for a little while. I wonder if they try and get him uh, some rest here. And then Beasley, like you mentioned, would slot in there likely, uh, and then he makes for a great play. Beverly would make for a, a better play if some of these guys miss. But like you mentioned, it's, it's very hard to uh, pinpoint who's going to be actually playing uh, until we get this lineup tomorrow. But uh, if some of these guys miss, I will go to 
either the ones playing or their backups. And I prefer, like you mentioned, Beasley the most. Uh, and then Noel. Noel is another guy, whenever he's getting the opportunity, uh, he can play. If if all three of those guys miss, McLaughlin also becomes in play for me. But um, that's just we'll, we'll save that for another day because there's so many scenarios, like you mentioned. Jumping on over to the Chicago side of the ball, we also have Vooch. Uh, he is probable for this one. I don't think that'll change, but we have seen crazier things where people are listed probable and then all of a sudden out uh, when the, the day hits tomorrow. So obviously keep an eye on that. But um, with Io as questionable, that's pretty big news. That means uh, Kobe White uh, has a more secure role there, uh, should be playing more minutes in the in the front court. Uh, DeRozan, Levine, everybody else has more opportunity to make uh, be a playmaker, which anything added to what they already have is is a bonus there. Uh, this is going to be a solid matchup. Uh, I also don't fully know how to make on this side because we have so many starters on the other side questionable. Uh, if there's like if there's going to be a Malik Beasley defense on Zach Levine instead of Pat Bev, that's a huge bump in value there. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But for now, I do like Levine going to his old town. I know he's at 9,200. Uh, that is a price that I don't mind paying. I, I do like other options there, but I won't hate it if the matchup on the other side of the ball looks a lot more promising. And Kobe White at 5-4 uh, is always a solid play here, especially if AO is out. And then Javante Green's just a guy to fly on. Uh, he's starting. He's playing a good amount of minutes. He played 34 in the last one. Uh, he has at least 32 minutes in four of the last five games. Uh, and that's hard to get at a guy at only 4,600. But how about you? Yeah, the Bulls are interesting. Um, so some of the, the big-time stars. So I'm going to start from the top down in terms of pricing. If Vucevic plays, and he should play here, obviously, against Carl Anthony Towns, 9500 is a great price tag for him. Coming off a Monzer 54, 54 fantasy point effort, uh, where he did a little bit of everything against the Hornets. I think this would be another great matchup against Carl Anthony Towns on the other side of the ball. So I don't mind going Vucevic. And then going down the pipeline, uh, DeMar DeRozan, um, 9700 is just is coming too much of too high of a price tag. He's been playing lights out basketball recently, and it's a great opportunity for him to continue his toward pace. I just, I'd much rather take some cost savings uh, because we talked about so many other guys that have value tonight. Um, so I'm not going to have too many shares of the Rose, and I'd much rather go with a guy like Zach Levine, take the $500 in, in savings and go in that direction. Coming off a nice 44 point fantasy effort after a 52 point fantasy effort the night before. So I do like Levine a little bit more than DeRozan. So the two guys I'm really looking at are going to be Vucevic and Zach Levine here. Uh, I, I love I love the, the 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 green call as well. 4600 is just a little bit too high of a price tag that I'm willing to pay for Javante Green, but he definitely has plenty of opportunity just because of those minutes you mentioned too. Um, if Ao ends up at being out, which he most likely will be uh, with concussion protocol the way it is. Um, those are the two guys I'm looking at. It's going to be Zach Levine and Vucevic. Um, Kobe White is just too much of a liability from a fantasy perspective to really trust here uh, against Timberwolves. Um, if this game ends up being a blowout, he, he could potentially get a lot of run here um, and he can become a, a great spot. But as far as guaranteed value for me, it's going to be Zach Levine and then Vucevic Sprinkler in too. All right. I like it. Last game of the night, we have the Orlando Magic. Uh, this tips off at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Orlando Magic taking on the Utah Jazz. We have uh, Bowl, Foltz, Hampton, Isaac, Wagner, all out. Suggs, questionable. Gay out also. And Rudy Gobert, also questionable. I will throw it over to you, my friend. Orlando, what are you looking at on this side of the ball? Yeah, the Orlando team is interesting. Um, just because there's so many guys out. Uh, on, on the Jazz side, I actually like Cole Anthony at 7,200. Coming off a monster 50-point fantasy effort, uh, and this is going up against the Jazz here in Utah. Uh, I, I expect him to continue playing really well. Uh, this it should be a good matchup for him uh, to boot. Even though the Jazz play some stingy defense, um, I do expect him to, to hit some value. And that he's under 8K, which is also why I like Cole Anthony here in the spot. And another guy I'm looking at on the Magic is going to be Franz Wagner at 5,700. Um, we haven't seen a ton of consistency out of, out of the rookie either, but he's also coming off a strong game in his last game against Trailblazers. So I want to continue and carry that momentum. And at $200 uh, of a price hike, I'm willing to take the chance under 6K for a guy like Franz Wagner. He's going to be overlooked because it is the late game of the slate as well. 
So you're, you're going to get him at a lower ownership to boot. So those are the two guys I'm really looking at. Wendell Carter Jr. at 6,800, it becomes a little bit of a too high of a price, especially uh, with Rudy Gobert potentially back for this one. I'm not going to have too many shares of the Atlanta Magic front court because there's just not a lot of guaranteed value here, um, especially if Gobert's in. Um, I'm not going to take too many shots here uh, going up against Gobert's in, in, in Gobert's return. So those are the guys I'm really looking at. Um, any interest in either Carter or Mo Bamba for you? Um, depends on Gobert's availability. If they do play, really not much interest. If they don't, then it's a good matchup for these guys. Uh, Azabuki, Whiteside, not the greatest defenders there, so they they will. I will be have some more interest in them. Um, the power forward position is already a bit of a, a weakness. Uh, Royce O'Neal is is smaller, but outside of him, Rudy Gay's out. Uh, <clears throat> they're trying to help that bringing in Wancho and whatnot, but. Uh, yeah, if there's no Gobert, those two guys could be in play. More so Bamba for his cheaper price tag, 1700 I think Carter's better, but I don't really want to pay up near 7K for him right now. Um, but Jalen Suggs is questionable. That does help Cole Anthony, uh, and that does help me like Gary Harris a little bit more, who's still here. Uh, and Terrence Ross surprisingly didn't get traded. His contract is pretty friendly. I don't know why I didn't get traded there, but... Um, Gary Harris becomes more in play for me. Chuma Okiki probably sees a little bit more minutes if everybody bumps up. But not huge on this side of the ball, to be honest. Uh, if Gobert plays especially. If not, I think you have some uh, chances to take on on Bamba there. Possibly Harris again if, if Suggs misses. But uh, I'm more so a little bit tempted on the other side of the ball. And again, that is uh, Gobert's availability there. If he doesn't play, we're seeing Azubuki draw the start here. Uh, he didn't play 20 minutes in the last one. He only hit 19, three straight games before that, 22, 24, 28 minutes. Uh, they did get blown out in the last game. So that's probably why he didn't play a ton, but he's been bringing back value each time, 24 points, 24 points, 30 points, even in the last one in only 19 minutes, perfect from the field, had five boards, 18, uh, fantasy points. He had double digit rebounds in three straight games before that. He's a guy I would be intrigued on in, in this matchup, uh, especially if, Utah takes a bit of a lead because they'll just throw him in there. He's a really young guy. Uh, so he's a guy I'm, I'm interested in. Whiteside could potentially have a, a big game if there's no Gobert. Uh, we just know he did. He had 50 points in the last one, and this is the matchup where he could take advantage of. Donovan Mitchell's probably in a great spot. I think the Jazz pull it away, though. Uh, I don't really want to – not huge on, on Mitchell, but he is, he is an option. Um, I, I do like other people around there. It's just going to be a, a, a weird game. Uh, Clarkson is a guy I'm, I'm interested in here, as, as well as Azubuki, if there's no uh, Gobert. And those are probably the two guys I'm most interested in, with Whiteside a little bit as well. Uh, but how about you? Yeah, you definitely touched on it. I, this is an interesting team, an interesting game uh, against the Atlanta Magic. So I do have Donovan Mitchell interest here. Uh, 8800 is a pretty good price tag for him. Um, should, should get plenty of opportunities to put up massive, massive game. Uh, especially if Gobert is out, I like Mitchell a lot. He becomes almost a almost a lock for for my potential team if we get news Gobert's out because someone's going to have to put up points. And we've seen uh, Mitchell get rebounds as well and assists in recent games. So that, that that's a new wrinkle to his game that I that I like too. Uh, so this could be a great opportunity for for Donovan here uh, if if we get news that Gobert's in. Um, and we'll get a full allotment of minutes. I, I don't mind him, 8,500, in fact. I think he can absolutely smash here in, in this scenario, especially working the 1-2 game plan with Donovan Mitchell. So I have interest in Gobert if he plays, and then Mitchell, definitely, if Gobert's out, I, I do like him. And then you mentioned Clarkson, 200. Uh, he becomes a great play, especially if the Jazz come out hot uh, and, and they potentially blow out the Magic, then Clarkson's going to get plenty of minutes. She'll get minutes in the low 30s, and if that's the case. So uh, I don't mind him more for tournaments just because of that risk to the game script scenario. Um, but as far as guaranteed value, I'm looking at Mitchell. And then if Gobert's in, I, I don't mind taking some shots at, at Gobert in the front court. All right, I like it. And that does it for our seven-game slate, man. Um, before we head on out here, let's do our tears quick and yeah nice seven game friday slate here trade deadline bonanza right after it uh but i'll start with we'll start with your favorite high price play of the night who are you looking at the most yeah i don't want to i don't want to have to 
cheat a little bit, but Nikola Jokic, 12,400. Uh, he's the highest priced player for a reason. Isn't in a perfect scenario, perfect game script for him to absolutely smash on on this slate. Right, I like it. Um, I'm going to go on the cheaper side. Then we'll go the guy at the top and the guy right, uh, a guy right on the the borderline of uh, high price guys. And I like Darius Garland at 8,200 in this this matchup uh, where they just cruised by him not too long ago and he didn't play. But uh, I like Garland in this one at only 8,200. How about your favorite mid-tier play of the night? Yeah, the mid-tier is where it gets interesting. We, we touched on quite a few guys in that mid-tier scenario. The guy that I'm looking at here is going to be Jeremy Grant at 6K. Um, going up against the Hornets, it, it's second out of a back-to-back, um, and the Hornets give up points in bunches. So I do like Jeremy Grant as the de facto number one scoring option um, for the Detroit Pistons here. Yeah, and I like a guy on the other side of the ball as well. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. at 5,900. Uh, very good matchup. I think it's just going to be fast-paced scoring all the way around. And uh, without Martin, without Hayward, I think Oubre's in a, a very good spot at a cheap price as well. All right, how about your favorite value play of the night? Yeah, favorite value play is going to be Bones Highland. I'm, I'm going for two guys on the Nuggets side against the Celtics. And it's going to be Bones Highland just because he's going to get a ton of minutes. Should should be able to put up as many shots as he wants here for the for this depleted Nuggets backcourt. Uh, what, what about yourself? And yeah, I, I like a couple guys here, uh, but I'm going to go with Devin Vassell at 4K. They just traded Derek White. Uh, this guy's going to get all the burn he can get. Uh, so I'm going to go Derek Va- uh, oh, Derek Vassell. I'm, I, I combine <laughs> their names. I'm going to go Devin Vassell in a very solid matchup against Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of this stuff, like we mentioned before uh, throughout the podcast, it, we don't fully know what's going to happen yet because it's the day after the trade deadline. We might see tomorrow James Harden's playing, and now he's back on the slate, and it, ch- it changes a bunch of things. But um, very, very weird day. Yet um, trade deadline day when people are playing on that day, and then there's a bunch of trades. And today, it, they're two weird days that uh, we're not – outside of all the injuries that we get normally, uh, there's just a lot to cipher through. But, but I had fun. How about you? Oh, it was wonderful. And it's always nice to, to hop on after a trade deadline. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, man, but well, that does it for this Friday slate. Uh, anything else you want to add before we head on out of here? No, I just want everyone to, to crush it and enjoy that, that fresh trade value that you're getting in, in your DFS slate. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. On behalf of everybody here, have a good night. Good luck. Peace.